All right, who do you think would be the the worst? The devil. He is childhood cartoon character to to be tortured by. That's what I was trying to ask. The devil is yeah, cartoon character. I, he's in all he's the in old some yeah, cartoons, all of them. Um, okay, uh, okay, that's a good question. Um, probably. That's a good question. I would say either South Park's version of Mickey Mouse. Okay. Or Winnie the Pooh. Winnie or the or Pooh. Dora. Dora? Like we were talking about. What would Dora. that sound like? Do- Dude. Just being like, where's the wooden skewer? <laughs> In your abdominal? Oh, no. Here's one coming under your fingernails. And now Boy, be in. Th- like, just super... <laughs> Super, super not great. Ugh. That would be, like, because you know that if someone's coming at you with that type of energy, that there's some sadistic piece of work. <laughs> like that is, oh no, that is not cool. I had a nightmare the other night oh. that we were coming back for one more show of it, and I couldn't remember my lines because I never practiced. <laughs> Oh man, week's been rough. Let's let's sit down and watch Ace Ventura for the three hundredth time and all <laughs> laugh and chuckle at the same yeah. points. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the HPE show. I'm your host, Justin Callion, and with me is your boy, Mr. Chase Callion. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm that's a mood. I'm living. I see you're about to taste this tea. Let's let's I, f- um, I really feel you, like I'm going to ruin my tongue. You, uh, you it may be very hot. Yeah. You might hurt your tongue. I'm, I'm, I feel like you're going for it I'm anyway. On it. He's going for it. I made some nice hot tea before the podcast started just so that we had something nice in Juan. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Is it hot? Um no, it's actually quite cold. We might need to warm it up. Oh. Uh-huh. You're a real funny guy. Oh, you know, no. it was like 200-some degrees whenever I pu- poured it in there because it was, you know, for like black coffee or black coffee, black tea. Oh, that's that's how I love my, my tea. Are you okay? Piping hot. Piping hot. Piping so we have uh, the Twinnings Dark Caramel co- uh, Tea. I keep trying to say coffee. I don't know why. Um, which is like some of the best tea I've ever had. And it's weird that they don't just openly sell it in America because it would do gangbusters. So shout out to my friend Liz for buying me tea. I, You're amazing. It got shipped to them. I wonder if it would be super expensive with it being like an import or like I mean, where they yeah. get theirs from. Well, well uh, what was Liz? Where they... No, like London. London? Okay. Well, because yeah. like what well, 20s sells stuff in America. Yeah. But it's like... You might be able to find it. Maybe. Maybe it's I, on I like Amazon or something. Yeah, praise well, Bezos. You know, praise Bezos. Praise, praise. Uh, sponsor us, please. Get it in two days. Um, please, 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 please. So anyway, hey, did how, you know? Okay, this is completely off go. the rails. But did you uh, know that this if this show's you, always been off the rails? That's true. Did you know that if you like order something prime shipping? Yeah, and it's taking longer than two days, you can be a Karen about it and complain, and they'll be like, "Yeah, all right," and then they'll refund you. 
No way. And they don't put a stop on the delivery. There's there's no way. You get it's not a full refund. It is a yeah. a stipend off of the refund. So you get some back though. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna because I'm fairly certain for those who don't know we're we're starting a, a D and D pod or oh yeah this is D&D. our I, we haven't talked about it like officially. I, I posted a picture of yeah, session zero. That's true. And that's it. Yeah. So is this coming out before the first LCC or no? Uh, no, nah, first LCC will come out first. Oh, okay. Well, then we, I guess we have officially talked about it. Uh, did we, we talk about the podcast on there? At the very end. Oh, you're right. We did. We, we did. did. We So, again, actual hey, play D&D show. There we go. It's coming. Um, but um, I want to do a resin 3D printer so that way I can print all of our minis. That would be and, great. Um, just kind of help our DM Wes out because although he's very like he's been DMing for a long time for a while, he has a lot of minis. But I don't like. There's always something oh, that yeah. you might need printed. Especially, it'd be nice to have like our own characters as well. Oh yeah, well, like, and just with the whole Hero Forge stuff too. Yeah, like Wes bringing that in, and then it's only seven, eight bucks. Eight to bucks do a mini your own is nothing. Character bro. for like their STL. Yeah. And then we can print it I for like made 25 mine. cents. I just haven't bought it. I bought mine and I tried to print it on my my 3D printer that I have now. Yeah. And it's it's way too big. Way too big? Way too big. Because I compared oh, it to Wes's boy. stuff at session zero. And yeah. he was like, Yeah, it's not gonna work for my scale, man. I was like, that's cool. I was gonna buy. I was gonna buy buy a different no, one anyway. I was gonna buy it. It's That's, fine. I mean, actually, stu- <laughs> I mean, like I, I was just doing it because like I just thought it would be a funny joke. Just you super, know? Like, yeah, I was like, joke. dude, <laughs> no. Is that an actual tear? Yeah. <laughs> but no. So it's super, super cool. I'm super ready for yeah. it, and I'm hoping that I can actually start to. Um, Use it not only for our D and D actual play show, but our, um, I'm, I want to print like actual physical props. Yeah, because resin three D printing yeah, is like yeah, yeah. the thing for for actual That's sick high detail stuff. Good. Okay, that that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Because we have not done so. I don't even know how I'm going to relabel those, yeah. the last ones. I might keep them up and like call them like HPE Classic or something like that. Yeah, or I might just take them all down. And mm-hmm. this might be the first one. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, yet. I'll probably keep a good few of them up there. Okay. Just relabel them as like HPE Classic and keep like certain episodes up there. Yeah. But, um, kind of the ones but that stand it has out. been like roughly, I think it's been like two years. Yeah. Nearly. Nearly two years. Yeah. Because I think the last time we, we met, well, okay, no, because we had, the last time we were doing it regularly was mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. We did one episode. In the old apartment in yeah, the sunroom. Yeah, and it was around the time. No, no, no At my old apartment, too. We did. Oh. Me and you did one, and then me and Kate did one. Yeah. And then we kind of fell off again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we had the two episodes in the sunroom. Yeah. Where we had cameras going, which was actually kind of nice. It was just right. frustrating because the cameras were quite. Yeah, we got a lot. We got to get. We had to get better stops. If we're gonna do this, we have. If we're gonna do camera, which obviously you're not seeing a camera right now, so so that tells you something. For now, for now, for now, I got like a 360 camera that I could literally just put between us. Yeah, and again, cut back and forth if I needed to. Yeah, Um, so it's a possibility. I have, and like I said, I have that GoPro. That's true. Potentially that we could use as a wide shot. That'd be kind of nice. But it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like if we really wanted to get the best out of it, we would just need uh, two. Yeah, 
or yeah. one even. Yeah. A camera that doesn't have a stop on it. That had That's the ability. That's really the main thing. It's just like, yeah, it would keep cutting off after 30 seconds, which was frustrating. But yeah. it has been roughly a year. How have you been, dude? I've been good. Um, I have been kind of just living life. Um, yeah, I yeah. think the last time if it was was about a year ago, I just quit or not quit, but I ended our my work on our kind of people. Yeah. And yeah. that was maybe around the time you started. Oh. Yeah. Uh well the one that we didn't in our apartment it was. Yeah. But I guess the last one it was it was probably know. immediately after. Probably, Probably, yeah, which is wild to think that was this one's right whenever I started in the film industry, and the other one was right when you s- finished your first show. Yeah. And did, did you ever go and work on any other shows after that? No. Um, honestly, that was my my one, my quick in and out of the <laughs> of the film industry. That's one heck of a show to do quick, it on. Yeah, quick being nine months. Yeah, it wasn't very quick. It was not supposed to be that long. No. Um, but hey, you know, you made money. Yeah, good money. That's one thing. If you guys are in the Wilmington area and you're looking to make good money and you can get in, try it. I think that's the hardest thing about the film industry is it's very much about uh, who you know, which actually brings me to what I've, I don't even know if I've talked to you about the new angle of HPE, where it is Mm kind of, I I very much like the fact that we've only really had artists on And I think it would be just nice to talk about, like, creators, their life, and their life creating, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, my, so as someone who's worked in the film industry, what were, like, some of the, like, do you have, like, actually good memories of that show? Because that was one of the, probably the worst one I ever worked on. Yeah, I think. Just behind the scenes. I'm not even talking about the quality of the show. Just behind yeah. the scenes, it was just such a hard environment. Well, historically, it was, I think. I think one of the most shut down shows from COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. Well, I mean, because everyone would get like someone would test positive mm-hmm. and they would be around somebody for like the entire day. So then it's just like you lose half your crew yeah. every other week, Yeah, which was insane. And I spoke to a lot of other uh, crew members that, you know, obviously they weren't PAs or anything. Yeah. Um, w- one of them was a camera operator. Mm-hmm. So he was... I mean, he did a lot of work. He went to UNCW, so that's why he was here. He nice, was like, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll come home for a bit and work on a show. But his main, he gets most of his money, I think, from L.A. And he was like, sense, yeah. dude, he said it's a whole different world over there with their, like, health and safety stuff. Yeah. And he said just in general, he was like, everything is better. And I was like, what do you mean? It makes sense. He was like, like everything. And I was like, I, I'm not tracking. Like, can you please explain? He said every. He and we were, I believe we were going to lunch, and he was like, "So you see this this cord, that's cutting across, and it's giving power to this." And I was like, "Yeah, I see it." He was like, "That would not be there." I was like, "Okay, what do you mean?" He's like, "It would it would be covered. There would be visible like everything, just from a ground floor level. Mm-hmm. Everything is on just a higher tier out there." And I was like, "Well, it makes sense. It's been a dead industry over here for." Years. Well, yeah, that's the hardest thing about Wilmington is that we, me and you have entered the film industry at such a weird time Yeah, because it, it it's just now on the rebound. Mm-hmm. Even this year, it's hard because we're talking about having like a writer strike going on that, and it looks like they're moving forward. Yeah. And some of my friends were pissed oh, because yeah. they were like, you know, oh, the writers get to go forward with, and get permission to go on strike 
but them being a part of like the diazi stuff mm-hmm. where they were they had their and they um, were shut down yeah mm-hmm. where instead of going on strike they kind of just met needs and then disappeared and it was like it was such a, like a weird moment because that was also during our kind of people. Yeah, uh, you were on the show at that point, right? I, I was yeah, on the show was, from the I first was in the week office. on. Pretty yeah, much. you're right. You're right. Because I think you started right after I uh, had quit. left the COVID. Department. Yeah, I, I hopped off there, worked another job for a while, and then joined back onto the mm. to the show as uh, an office production assistant, which was also terrible. But mm. we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just like. It's such a weird time because, A, not only was it one of the worst, like, managed things that I've been a part of because it was just so all over the place and the yeah. crew would be, like, like like a revolving door of crew yeah. because they'd be on there for, like, a month and then they would just be gone the next week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, well, now we got to get a whole new sound department. Right. Great. Yeah. Um, because actually, they would just hate the conditions. Yeah, I spoke with our uh, the first boom operator we had, Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it, well, for one, didn't recognize me. I was on a short film as talent, and she was micing me up. And I was like, Eleanor, you were on our kind of people, right? She's like, oh, yeah, for like, you know, f- a couple months. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I was COVID over there. And she was like, oh. How old is Eleanor? She's in her, th- I would say 30s. I think I know. I think I know her. She's very She's short. super nice. I think she may have been on Echoes because I was on Echoes Maybe. for Netflix. Yeah. Um, but but she was just very like she's such an awesome person. But on that show, I feel like everybody was just like it was a very toxic everyone was work miserable, environment. man. Because yeah. even like I, I talked to one of my friends, and I'll, I'll not use her name just because of like the context of the story. Mm-hmm. But she was like a part. She got like promoted pretty quickly um, through her department because people were leaving so much and she crushed her job because she's great at what she does. Yeah. But people were mad and like pissed at her because she was, I mean, she's like 25, I think 26. Okay. And, and she was that far ahead in her department. And they're like, yeah, well you shouldn't because I wasn't essentially. And people would just try to screw her over yeah. because they didn't get the same opportunities. And like how, how childish and how disrespectful is that? And I think that's probably, because it was around our kind of people. I did a few more. It, it was around that time that I quit. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to. It was that show that made me quit. And it's just I'm just now fully out of working on uh, sets. Not that not to say I won't ever do it again. Because I will. Yeah. Um, depending on what it is. But like I. They kept telling me this whole thing about. You got to work yourself up the ladder. You got to be getting people's uh, coffees. So eventually you can be a writer. Mm. What? How does yeah. that make any sense? Well, here's the thing with, and I understand the like the idea of paying your dues. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it makes sense. Like, of course, you're gonna want to intern at a grip department if you want a grip position with or that's lighting. The thing that's, that's the thing that's what you do. You go in and you get paid less than everybody, so that way you can get paid big bucks when yeah. you join the association. Absolutely, because you're going to be better than everybody else, right? But. If you get a handout, take it. Yeah. Like there's, and you shouldn't put people down for that because if someone. It's insane. If you go in with good intentions and then people give you the thing that you needed, like, what? (laughs) That's just, that's just being, that's just good people giving good things to good people. That was the thing. I think I, I, I quit 
um, we shot Reconnecting, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy to think that in August, that'll be two years ago when yeah. we shot it. Cause it came out in October of 2021. Well, it's crazy to look back. Cause I haven't done a lot of work since, uh, Recon- I've done like one other thing and that was super recent. Yeah. But just to think about in general in the past two years of how much I've grown, yeah, not only as a person but as an absolutely, actor, like that's like it's insane to look back and go through it. It's even thinking like so like even in uh, the speed date, mm-hmm. which I was still pretty sad that you weren't able to be a part of that. But um, things happen. That's no. life. I also realized I forgot to stir our tea, so there's probably like some sweetener in the bottom that hasn't fully sweetened the tea. Ooh, very nice ASMR um, of the slurps. But uh, so, you know, if you want to stick your finger in it and swirl it around um, to Crazy. stir up your tea. All right. Yeah, it was bad phrasing. Um, <laughs> but um, it was around that time that when I quit, I was like, I just I'm not going to do that. Oh, you genius. You got a straw. I'm not even going to lie. I don't care about your germs. Please stir my tea as well. Uh, also, phrasing sounded like a euphemism. I apologize. <laughs> um but like when I when I quit, it was because I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have big success, like as a writer, as a director, when making what I make. But I know it'll be on my terms, and mm-hmm. I know I'll be making what I want to make because it'll be what I write, it'll be what I direct, it will be mine, yeah, and it will be something that I make that I can actually be proud of, and that I can actually like say that yes, this is my thing. This is something I created. No one had their hands in it, whatever. Now, granted, if I get good on writing, yeah, I'll sell scripts and people can do whatever they want with them. Yeah. But, like, the things that I'm writing right now, like the pilot that me and, uh, and Chris just finished, um, that is a mockumentary about, about film school, um, I want to shoot that sometime this year and see if we can get people to buy it. Because it's something that's very personal to both, to, to Chris and I. Um, because it's something that we lived through and experienced that it was just this blurst wild experience that of just a bunch of the weirdest people, you know, mm-hmm. getting together and trying to make movies and, uh, usually failing pretty hard at it because that's what we were there to do is that, that try, uh, like, uh, the, the effort, yeah. um, trial and error kind of thing. And, um, there's that, there's, um, this short that we're going to shoot at the end of May to try to get a movie bought. Yeah. And it feels a little bit weird because this, this year is going to be a little bit more like laid back with actual projects. Cause I don't think we'll really have like a short film or anything like that mm-hmm. come out. The main thing I'm focusing on for the channel is the D and D series yeah. because it'll be really nice. Right. I think it'll, I think it'll be something that'll like, even if it doesn't do numbers, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Cause our stuff never really does big. Yeah. It's just like stuff that we enjoy creating because we're creators who like to. Right. Um, and so the, the D&D show, I think, is going to be really fun. Uh, but, like, I want to shoot. Uh, we're shooting the, the that short at the end of May to, to try to show it to people. And then we're hopefully going to shoot film school by the end of the year. Yeah. I'm hopefully going to finish writing um, the second Detective Carol, mm-hmm. which I talked to you a little bit about because I do want you to come back as a new <laughs> character um, in that. If you guys haven't watched the the live recording of the the stage play, you should. I think we had a good time. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of that script, yeah. too. And the, the, the performances were great as well. I had a nightmare the other night oh. that I we were coming back for one more show of it and I couldn't remember my lines cause I never practiced. <laughs> and so everyone else was like, what are you doing? 
And I was like, I just didn't practice. And they were like, it's your script. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from. It was just yeah. random anxiety about like performance, I guess. Right. That sounded anyway. Um, yeah. we're, I'm full of euphemisms today. Yeah. Um, but like the main thing I'm, I'm really working on right now, writing wise, and it's been very off and on because it's like something I don't touch very much mm-hmm. because it's very personal. I don't really even have a name for it right now. Cause it's had a bunch of working titles right now. It's just rewriter. Um, because it's about someone who's a writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I wonder who that could be. Mm-hmm. Be about. Um, but like, it's a very personal, personal script that I'm very excited for, and I've only really read it to two people mm-hmm. so far, uh, and I'm only done with the first act. I've got two more to go, and I've just recently started the second act. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm like very excited. Yeah. To get it done. But everyone, the, the two people that I have uh, read it to, shout out to uh, Aaron and Catherine. Um, if you're listening, hi. Um, they both really liked it, yeah, which was great. Um, and they both were like, you need to finish it because I need to know where this is going. Because mm. they were like, I really like the setups because they, I mean, it's the first act. All of it's supposed to be set up. Yeah. So that I can start paying it off in the second and third. Um and so there's like a lot of specific stuff. It's mostly just characters interacting mm-hmm. with the first one, which was something I was nervous about because you know it's not like there's an it's an action movie or whatever. It's not. It's very much not. Right. But it's just like these characters and how they interact with each other um, while this guy is trying to not be a ball of self doubt when it comes to being a creator mm-hmm. and an artist because that's what the movie's about. It's just like you're either going to be someone who does something or you're going to be someone who talks about doing something. Mm-hmm. and there's no two ways about it. And whenever we – I'm intentionally writing the thing so that it's – we can shoot it yeah, with no budget. Right. And we can make a movie on our own. Yeah. That's why I'm writing it the way I am. Yeah. It was because I'm like, it, it doesn't need to be some big spectacle because right. it's not. So I'm literally just figuring out how to do certain things on our own. I talked to our boy, our boy Alex – um, who I'm like, you're going to be the DP for this. And he's like, I'm not. And I'm like, you absolutely are. And there's no way out of it now. Um, and so anytime I talk to him, I'm like, hey, that script you're DPing. And he's like, I will kill you. And I'm like, yeah, after you DP it, I'm okay well, with that. Um, but I talked to him because, like, I had this plan, dude. Oh, my God. Um, I had this specific scene where I want this guy to be, the main character to be in his car mm-hmm. and to be thinking about memories and everything. And I want all in one one camp one shot mm-hmm. see the memories including him being in the memories mm-hmm. as it goes around the car yeah. on the inside and he's still there sitting there driving the entire time and i'm like we obviously can't do that in camera right because he has to be in the shot yeah each time and i'm like however we're going to be able to do it and Alex was like, that's not something we're going to be able to do. We're not going to whatever. He's like, I'm sure you can do it, but I'm not going to like that. You're putting me under so much stress. So I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, you won't. Sure, buddy. I I hang up. I start writing. Mm-hmm. About 10 minutes later, I, I get a message from Alex that says, hey, I think I figured out how to shoot it. And I was like, there it is. Cool. Said, yep. Because all you got to do is entice them. And then you got them. Um, which was really just the plan. So, and I, and I want to shoot that soon. I want to put everybody in it. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I know the character I'm going to play mm-hmm. in it because it's, it's 
very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably know who's going to play the main actor, character, whatever. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but, like, I have specific things. Once you read it, you're going to be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, I get who he wants me to play. Um, <laughs> because I may or may not have a Daniel and Maggie reference in it. Mm. And because, and that's probably subject to change. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to change the names or whatever, because I probably will. But, like, I'll talk more about this whenever I'm not on uh, mic. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, like, really excited because like, it's very, like, personal. And it's about a lot of things that I've experienced and, like, traumas and such like that. So I'm, like, really excited to kind of make something that's very personal and a little bit embarrassing to show people. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, like, if it's not personal, if it's not something that matters to you, then why even make it? Yeah. So I'm excited because, like, I this is a big deal for me. Right. This specific movie. And I feel like it's the beginning of what we're going to do. Yeah. And I have to get you acting again because we haven't acted together but the one time. Well, I, unless you count Blade and Bigfoot Project. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the, the beginning. Cinema. Oh, my God. The origin story. The beginning. I don't know. What's the last thing that you acted on? Um, so the last thing that I did was a, uh, a short film web series mm. on, um, it was like four, four episodes and it was called acting class. So it was yeah. basically everyone getting together, uh, and these characters just going through, um, you know, they're, they're all actors who are in the same acting class and f- specifically it focuses in on four people in that class, which is. Um, uh, me and my character's girlfriend mm. was obviously, you know, easy cast. They cast me and Sierra because we were already a couple and they thought nice. the chemistry would be easy. It'd be really embarrassing if it, they, there was no chemistry there. Yeah. That's, that's going to be rough. Our acting coach, um, <laughs> she has a boyfriend that does acting and they don't have any chemistry together on camera. Really? Yeah. Jeez. So, I imagine that's probably more, more common than you would think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just like not wanting to bring that personal aspect of your relationship to to surface in front of mm. people, but um, we, you know, it was an easier thing for us. Um, but we went through it, and basically, the the character dynamic for my character is that there's um, a, a extreme anxiety uh, and procrastination that stems. What a vibe from that anxiety. Yeah. So he goes through and he's actually getting these huge movie role auditions and he's popping off and things are getting ready to start to take off, but he realizes that he doesn't want to act anymore mm. and that it's the cause oh. for anxiety. That's not a spoiler, is it? No. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I want to make sure I'm not ru- ruining somebody's art here, no. but that sounds incredible. But it's, like, I need to see that. Yeah, and I mean, it's super cool, um, and I, I love the character dynamic just for me, um, and it was a it was something to stretch me personally, um, but the person who wrote it, uh, Ricky, she was very pointed about being like, hey, the, these are literally based on you guys. Like, you know, the, the anxiety stuff, that's not you that that I know but it's something that I want to include and I was super about it and I had to go somewhere that I'm not typically at and I I still got to do my little chasisms and stuff there's a there's a like a montage where it's like I'm putting off doing the callback 
and I, I get to do some silly stuff. You know, I talk to a plant. You know, it's very, <laughs> very just off the wall. It's very chase. So Big yeah, fan. and they they literally just set up a camera and they were like, yeah, do whatever. And they were there was some stuff that I was like, this doesn't feel good mm-hmm. at all. And they were like, okay, well you know we'll work with it. But um, yeah, so that that was the last thing that I acted in. Um, and then I guess before that it would be. I don't even know. That's Detective it. Detective Carol. Yeah, Detective Carol would Which, be Which, I mean, that thing. was a stage play, but still. Yeah. I mean, h- how did you feel about doing stage after being a film actor, like, exclusively before that? It's definitely a different vibe. It's it's a lot more immediate uh, feedback. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. if you... And this just kind of goes towards the writing of the of the script, but, like, there wasn't a joke that didn't land. Like on, oh, on hard. I didn't. I didn't. I never saw a moment where it was like, okay, they're supposed to laugh now, and they didn't, mm-hmm. a- unless it was the the flop show, which was yeah. We did one, have one. That one was yeah. just weird all around. So I'm not. I guess we should kind of explain it. So yeah, we had three shows for uh, Detective Carol in the Mobsters Motif. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was a Friday night show. That one killed. It was great. It went really well. And then we had oh, yeah. two more on the Saturday after. One at three o'clock and one at seven thirty. Uh, the 731 was the one that you can find on our channel that is edited and you can watch and everything. And, and the one where, spoilers, there's like a big mishap with a prop at the end of it that went all over the front row. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kept it in because it was actually really funny. And <laughs> because it worked. And we spe- specifically Chase. Chase killed it I, and, and we tried to improv through it. Yeah. And uh, it wound up being really good. Um, the three o'clock show, uh, wound up being really, really hit and miss because of some big technical issues. And it wasn't on the part of any of the actors in there because you guys really gave it your all. I eventually came out and as director asked to start over. Yeah. Um, and one of the ladies who helped produce the show said, okay, you know, like next time that happens, just don't say anything, just go with it. And I was like, sounds bad because it was in a very pivotal moment of the show where there's a lot of narration right before Terry White mm-hmm. smooth jazz man himself is introduced into the show yeah and you won't understand any of it because it's so heavy on narration right and I was like I feel like I did the right thing yeah. but maybe I'm wrong and then next day at church yeah the guy one of the guys who came to the three o'clock pulled me aside he goes hey man uh, thanks for stopping the show, because uh, I did, I wouldn't have known what the heck was going on there, man. Yeah. Um, and and then we were able to keep going. So I was like, all right. I mean, the three o'clock was just weird. Yeah. And the crowd was quieter. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't dead, but yeah. it was a lot quieter. Oh yeah. Than it was supposed to be, and because it's like it's three o'clock on a Saturday. Right. And it's like people, it's the are, people who are like, yeah, I got nothing else to yeah. do. I guess I'll support this person. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but, but all it, things considered, like that was the one that Alex showed up to. Yeah. And, and that was, that was super cool of him. I wish he could have seen the seven thirty. Yeah. Um, but obviously he had to drive back to Charlotte with, uh, with all of the guys he brought, which was super cool that everyone showed up. I think it was Ian and Jose came. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was super happy that they were there because yeah. they're great dudes. Oh yeah. Um, and we got to kind of prowl around, uh, um, downtown, which was a vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah. 
going back to what you were saying about yeah. the acting, I apologize. Yeah, no, like I, it was definitely super immediate as far as the mm. feedback was concerned. Um, and also lets you know kind of what you're doing. Like, like how you doing? Check in with the audience. Do you see people checking out? Are they yeah, laughing? Yeah. Um, are they super deadly quiet because of something crazy that just happened? Um, and it kind of lit uh, a little bit more of a spark in me for doing stuff like stand-up comedy. Yeah. Because that, I, I really enjoyed the part. Because I, I literally come in the show and I'm just, I'm a, I'm a cartoon of a character. Yeah. And that's both the, of your characters were a bit ridiculous. And that's the point. Like yeah. he's coming in and he's he's saying his thing and he's making people laugh and then he's he's backstepping out of there. So it was super cool to be able to go in and do that because that's what kind of got me interested in acting in the first place, which mm. was, you know, my family going through and being like, Oh man, week's week's been rough. Let's let's sit down and watch Ace Ventura for the three hundredth time, and all <laughs> laugh and chuckle at the same yeah. points. And I was like, "Yeah, this is nice. Like, I I truly like that's my comfort place. Of that's being that's like cool. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely that's like sick. got me in a place where I was like, I want to do this more. So I made it a goal to try and start really looking at comedy from a from a joke telling point of view." Mm-hmm. Um, and really trying to figure out how to like, cause I naturally have a, a like a, like I, I want to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. So I would usually go through and be like, Oh, this is the really messed up thing that happened this week. Yeah. And whether it's like making people cringe and like, I'm telling stories of my dad's like medical mishaps as an x-ray technician. <laughs> um, and, or if it's making people like chuckle at stuff that I'm doing, like that's, like I want to find a way to incorporate that without having to have that conversational aspect yeah. because obviously yeah. in stand up that's the whole thing you don't talk i talk and i have to figure out a way to like bridge that gap of like not having someone else there to like kind of coax me into telling the joke i guess mm. yeah i like that that's cool yeah. yeah i didn't realize all right having you on the 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 show was going to be <laughs> That monumental, but I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Because apparently, like, that meant a lot. Because, like, yeah, whenever I started doing theater, that was kind of the first acting I did. It's like I had done some acting off and on, sure, but it Mm -hmm. was like I had really only done some film acting just for some friends, Mm -hmm. for, like, small projects in film school. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of okay with this, whatever. You know, like, I'm good at telling jokes, and that's about it. And I was like, sure, whatever. Right. And then uh, acting up, which is... uh, help the people that helped uh, produce the show and um, it's like the small theater group in Wilmington um, asked me to be in what they were doing uh, which was called like 12 Incompetent Jurors it was this parody of 12 Angry Men which quickly became my favorite movie Mm -hmm. and it was like my first time really acting in front of people and which made me feel good because everyone was always like, oh, my God, you're like, oh, I loved you so much in this. You're, you're such a good actor. And I'm like, well, it's my first time. And they'd be like, oh, my God, it's your first time. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. And I'm like, yes, please keep inflating my ego. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, which, which day? I'm not going to lie. It did feel good. And then the yeah. second one I did was A Christmas Carol, and I had to play Jacob Marley. Right. And that was hard. Yeah. Um, Which was around the t- when we were living together when I was doing that. Yeah. Um. Which stressed me out 
a lot uh, oh, yeah. doing that role because it was very, it was it was intense. You know, you had to to like scream and then laugh and be able to turn on a dime and be very tortured of soul and right whatever. And like, but that like it puts you in a place. Yeah. And like, I always thought the method acting stuff was bullcrap. Yeah. Like, I'll be so honest, and sometimes it is. Right. Like, I'll be honest. Sometimes, most, like, most of the time. Yeah. Is it like Jared Leto on Morbius doing, I'm a paraplegic, so you have to help me go use the bathroom. Yeah. That's bull crap. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, stand up. That's crap. That's. But, like, mm-hmm. the thing with, with, like, Christian Bale getting super angry and yelling at the gaffer on uh, Terminator Salvation back in 2009. Yeah. I'm not saying what he did was right because it wasn't. But I get it. But it's more Because if you're in the middle of something and something happens, you're already you're already on ten. You're yeah. you're idling at seventy. Yep. Like you're it's ready, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so it can just come out on people. And um and yeah, so like acting was was I didn't realize that it was something I enjoyed until I started doing those shows. Yeah. And I was like, I kinda dig on this, man. Where I was like, All right, I I'm kind of okay at it yeah and and then we did you know reconnecting which went really well and i think we had a good back and forth for that um and i intentionally wrote you as a douchebag i need to not do that this time <laughs> uh, we got we got so we need to have some redeemable you, characters you good? You good? um but like and then i guess we did another stage play and then i did uh speed date yeah which was i mean it's just me reading my lines which as a director, is easy to do because I'm like, yeah, I know how this joke's supposed to go. I will say the hardest I- experience I had with it, though, mm-hmm. acting, period, was probably reconnecting because directing myself on a serious thing was – that sucked. Yeah. Because like, I was like – I was just going to do it because I was like, oh, me and Chase can act together really well, and that will be easy. Yeah. You know? And and then I got in there, and I was like – um am I acting well? And so like, I, I would, there was a couple of times where Chris was, you know, doing like AD Chris and, uh, and I'd asked them, I was like, Hey, um, was that good? No. <laughs> was it, am I a bad actor? Is this, is that what's happening right now? And he was, they were like, um, actually really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, and then Sierra was there and everything was very communal and we were able to just talk. Uh, and get to emotional places that I had never tried to do before on yeah. on uh, on film, and I think I probably still have footage of me like bringing up really upsetty spaghetti times in my yeah. life, where um, like things that I didn't know if I had moved on from, and I brought it up and I was talking about it, and I was like, I'm not crying anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm moving on. It and and I know that's like super deep out of nowhere on this show that we opened talking about Dora being like a psycho. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it it was cool because like I would, I brought up like a specific thing in 2018, which is a year I almost didn't make it out of. Um, and we talked about that whenever we first moved in together. Yeah. Um, which was awesome. But like, you know, I was talking about that and I was like, it didn't like make me emotional or cry anymore. It was just something that I went through. Yeah. And I was like, and, and I'm, I made it through. Yeah. And, And, you know. Glory to God on that because I wouldn't have made it out without him. But it was legit. It was just like I almost died, and mm-hmm. I was trying to bring it up again, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't something that defines me anymore." Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but like that was super cool, and so it's like it's weird that like acting mm-hmm. helped me become a more well-rounded, me- or like 
man. Yeah. You know, which is, is you know, <laughs> you kind of like think of actors as like, you know, babies. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it is, uh, it's a completely different game. I, so I thought I was being that person um, who was, you know, super, like, I was an actor, you know, I was, I was mm-hmm. doing the thing. And it's a completely different game once you actually start to figure out how to prep for scenes. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. Oh my God. Cause it's, I, and if you ever decide that you want to like go into it and learn a little bit more, mm-hmm. even if it's just about yourself and how to direct more, like go take the, and this is a shout out to Renee, I guess, uh, actors are so, um, the scene study class. Yeah. She, okay. she does really good work um in the beginning she treated it as like a life confessional that you Mm. would kind of be open and honest with everyone in the room on you and what's happened to you but as she kind of kept going through she noticed that it was a little bit harder for a lot of people especially in the beginning to be just open and honest about these very big traumatic events yeah so she moved to a more um the same kind of approach, but not asking you to share and more so just mm. to think about it. And if like, she was like, if you want to talk, we can go in the back and we can have that discussion and kind of get it, get you to that place that way. But if you can get it, get to that place on your own, we can talk you through it. And that, I mean, just like you said, I mean, getting to that place and talking about traumas and other things, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a thing in the tool belt that, you use but the more you use it the the less it the less effective the tool is so it's it's kind of a it's kind of like the baby steps in acting and getting you started it's like you have to go back to your traumas and then once those are fixed it's like you have to move on to the next tier of like Mm -hmm. okay well now we got to play in imaginary circumstances that's crazy and so that's and that's the situation that i feel like i'm in now because there's things where, uh, like a scene that I have with uh, my scene partner this week is that she is, we were married, and then we separated for a little while, and then got back together, but while we were separated, she was with someone else. Mm. And I'm finding this out in real time, and like, last week was our first week, and it was finally the first scene like in week one of the month where I felt like I was genuinely there, like in that place of like my girlfriend just cheated on me and I don't know how to take that and I'm sick to my stomach and I'm going to go, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, you know, freak out. And it was, I, it's one of those things where you start the scene and then, you know, an eighth of the, like right there at the beginning and the way through it, everything else just fades away and it's just that person and those circumstances. And that's, that's the place I try to get to every, every month is like everything else needs to fade away. And the issue is that those freaking those chasisms come up. (laughs) And like last month I had a scene where I was supposed to be violently angry Mm -hmm. and abusive towards my, my wife. Um, and I just, I genuinely, I don't know if it was just because that's not who I am as a person and I'm mm-hmm. not to that point yet. 
I mean, and you're just not like you're 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 a very peaceable guy. Yeah, like I'm, even like like living together, which is like you know obviously conflicts happen anytime, but anytime something came up between us, there would be a long period of time where we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, because we just didn't like confrontation. Yeah, because it's like we avoided it at all costs to oh, be yeah. able to live in peace with others. So and that I can imagine. And it's so getting to that place and being yeah. like. And even by the fourth week at the end of the month, I mean, I still wasn't there. Yeah. I was just, it's just not who I was. And the issue that kept coming up was like, we would, um, we would go through and we'd do the scene and I would make everyone laugh. Mm. And I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, and that's obviously not the goal in a very angry, violent scene. Yeah. But, um, uh, a part of the scene is that my wife is working in her office in a hospital and I go through and I shut the door behind me and I mm-hmm. lock it. And so some things happen in the middle and at the end she's escorting me out and she's fiddling with the lock. And it, you know, the whole thing in the, in the back half of the scene is about me being a man and like, you know, what does that even mean? I'll show you what a man looks like and like all these other things. Yeah. 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 And they're all screamed. The, all these lines are, are yelled and it's just anger just flowing out of you. And, uh, you know, it was going okay. I was making people laugh in weird parts. And I think that's just the timing that I have, but she yeah. fiddled with the lock and then opened it. And I was like, I, I could have done that. And then walked out. It's like, that's what a man is. And then she, everyone in the scene just busted out laughing. And I was like, okay. I was like, at this point I can't tell anymore if I'm, yeah if I'm destined to be like, if this is going to be an area of my acting that I just can't access. And I, mm. I think I will eventually, but it's just not going to be for a while. Um, Cause anger mm. and violence just doesn't come up very often. Yeah. Yeah. That's heavy. It's extremely heavy. It's like, it makes me wonder like if it brings up like questions about passion and, um, dedication and stuff. And it, yeah. it, that month was hard for me because every week I'd go home and I'd be like, I just want to, I just want to curl up and like just never wake up. Like I just want to sleep and yeah. then open yeah, up my eyes gosh. and then sleep. Um, and it was something where I, I just wasn't excited to go. And I, I, I kept thinking, I was like, well, does this mean that I'm even dedicating, you know, dedicated to my craft or am I, uh, just n- not good at this at all? Um, and it was, it was a rough month last month. I was like, I'm glad to be done with the scene. And that's part of it is just like, you have a rough scene and my acting coach was like, I think you're ready. And then gave me a tough scene and then I boofed it and she's like, well, we'll tame it back a little bit. So this month is a lot more my style cause it's still angry, but it's more along the lines of like, I'm sad and I'm angry at you mm. rather than I'm just angry. Which, in my opinion, is more well-rounded character. Yeah. Um, but that other guy last month just had to be pissed. So, I don't know. Word. It's wild ride. I'm not saying I'm listening to this being like, all right, what acting scripts can I give Chase to stretch him as an actor? But I'm, what I am saying is I'm wondering what scripts I can give you to stretch you as an actor. Dude. Because I'll do it. I'm down. I mean, even I think reconnecting was a stretch for both of us as well. Yeah. Because it wasn't funny at all. Mm-mm. Like, at all. 
and I was kind of intentional was I was like, because all we really did was high con like weird concepts and comedy because mm-hmm. we did like the NPC and you know, first date and Daniel and Maggie before that. Yeah. And which was, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm proud of all of them because mm-hmm. Daniel and Maggie is still a very, I, and I don't know if it's just a sore spot because of what it was and what it became, right. what it was supposed to be really. Um, but like, because I am still mad about it. Like, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be so honest. And Lord knows, I know you know that because <laughs> I bring it up uh, sometimes because there's just like, I mean, you, you don't really get over someone kind of stealing your set. Right. And then just turning your short into something that it wasn't supposed to be. And granted, there are a lot of issues with it. And I'm a much better writer than I am, what, three years ago whenever we shot it? Yeah. It was three years ago. That's crazy. It, it, it's going, the original cut, the Chris cut, came out in April of 2020. Mm. So it has been three years. Yeah. That is nuts. That is wild. But, and like, I guess that's the thing is like finding that proper motivation because Daniel Maggie is getting remade. Yeah. Eventually. Right. <laughs> I don't know how, but like I'm turning it into a feature and the little bits that I've read for you are so much better mm-hmm. than the original short just because like I, I fixed characters, I fixed uh, dialogue and I'm not having someone with me consistently who tries to neglect everything I say, overrule me on all of my decisions and then just ultimately ignore what I have to say and step over me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have that this time. Yeah. Uh, I, I've surrounded myself with people who give honest and good criticism. Right. Like, then, then, cause that's an incredibly important thing, especially as a writer to be able to know when too far is too far mm-hmm. or if not far enough is showing up, you know? Yeah. Um, but now I have someone who like partners around me that are like, okay, yeah, this needs a little bit more. This is really good. And then are just like, yeah, this is way better than what I had because right. the original script was like six pages. Mm-hmm. It is now like 12, that opening scene. Yeah. Because I've just changed a lot, added a lot more and set up the rest of the movie. Mm. And, and I'm excited because it's like, you know, obviously Tanner died at the end of that scene. Right. And it, that's still going to happen. Yeah. But like, I'm also like intentionally adding more Tanner in there yeah. into the movie because I'm like, I want this character to matter more than he gets shot at the beginning. Okay. Right. Because like, there's obviously a reason because it's like Tanner, if anything was part of the reason why Daniel's on the path that he's on to begin with to even meeting Maggie because he joined his gang. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, then why are we here? What is this relationship? Right. And I'm excited Mm -hmm. because a Tanner is a mean son of a gun (laughs) and I'm gonna make you play him Mm -hmm. and it's going to be great. Um, whenever we finally get there. And so I'm excited about that, man. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that that, that <laughs> it's been so long since we've done yeah. it. Dude, look at the podcast, how much it's changed. Yeah. I'm okay with this. There's yeah. A, I like the chill kind of more intimate version of HPE show. Right. This yeah. is good. Cause we, what was it in the beginning? It was, it was very, just us talking and yeah, being just, jokey and like right. we were just talking about us and whatever. Yeah. And I like that this is more kind of intimate and intense. Uh, intense, maybe not the right word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Kind of intense, uh, especially some of the things we were talking about. But, hey, um, that gets us to the final segment of the show, That's Take right. It or Leave It. Take it. Take, we leave say uh, one thing we're taking with us and one thing we're leaving behind us. Mm-hmm. I'll start. 
Um, cause I was thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. So I think one thing I'm having to leave behind is I, I was realizing uh, a little bit about recently, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a place where some hurt is being left behind. I reconnected with a, um, an old friend that, uh, that really hurt me as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hadn't talked to her in years Mm. and, um, and it was kind of easy to do because she doesn't live near me. Um, right. She lives like six, ten hours away oh, yeah. in a whole other state. So it was easy to do. Yeah. And, but you don't necessarily, you can leave that person behind, but you don't leave what happened to you behind. Right. And that follows you. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was this really weird moment because, like, I got a FaceTime from her. Oh. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Last week today. Oh. Yeah, so it was a Sunday morning. I was waking up. I was about to go to church, and I just get a FaceTime from this person. I didn't have her number set, mm. so I just see a random number FaceTiming me, and I'm like, not answering that. Right, that's weird. And so I let it go to voicemail or whatever the the FaceTime equivalent of that is. Yeah, and I messaged, and I was like, Yo, who is this? And she messaged back, said her name, and I was like, This person? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Yeah. And, and eventually we we talked again that night, and then. It, it was crazy because she was like, yeah, I, wh- why did you text me? And I was like, because you FaceTimed me. And she goes, no, I didn't. And I was like, huh? And apparently she accidentally butt dialed me, but she had been thinking of me recently and, and for like the last few years, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm, oh my God, I'm going to cry on the podcast. Mm. Don't do that. Um, she apologized. Okay. And and it kind of broke my heart, man. Cause and by kinda I mean a lot of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Because it was it, it's nice to know you're not crazy. Right. You know? And and that was the main thing she drove home was she was like, No, you were right to be upset, you were right to be hurt, you were right to be whatever from the things that had happened to us in the mm-hmm. past. And um and I think it kind of frustrated her. Because mm. I accepted her forgiveness or like her apology and, and I forgave her because mm-hmm. I, you kind of have to forgive people to move on. Yeah. And I was trying my best to move on from all of that. And there's since been some like more hurt in like relational stuff that had happened to me even since in between the last podcast and now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a seed for uh, take it or leave it in the future. There probably. Probably. Yeah. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm setting it up. Mm. Um <laughs> Um, but like, it was crazy because like, I got my friend again because mm-hmm. she became a different person. So there was a lot going on in her life and she explained it not as a way to like excuse her behavior or anything, but like just to be like, this is what was happening and I want you to know and you're not crazy and whatever, mm-hmm. which meant a lot to me. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because I got really emotional because I was like, I finally got my friend back and I didn't realize that I had lost her way before we stopped talking. Right. Because... I did. She was a completely different person for a long time because of the, the hurts that she was experienced. It's like, really, it is like her people do hurt people. Yeah. And, and getting that closure this week was great because I have my friend back. We're two yeah. very different people now, but it's like at the same time, we're still the same people, right? which is really cool. And, and which, and it feels nice because it's just like, cool. I, I, I got my friend back. Yeah. And restoration is still possible even after three years, probably. Right. 
It's insane. Yeah. No, it would be even more because we stopped talking in 2019. So like four years. Mm. Insane. Yeah. And, and and so that's that's my, uh, I don't even know if that's a leave it or take it. I guess I'm leaving behind hurt. There it is. There we go. Well, what yeah. do you got, my guy? Um, After that absolute yeah. speech. No, you're good. Uh, I was born. No. Um, it all started the day I was born. <laughs> my mother didn't show up for my birth. I was born the day I was born. <laughs> um, no, but I, I definitely, um, I... I, I wanna I wanna take with me some some dedication. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's easy whenever you have a situation like this where we both agree and we're like, yeah, we're gonna do the podcast and we're gonna yeah set yeah. up um you know times and days and a schedule and we're gonna stick to it. Like it's easy when you have that other person mm-hmm. kind of being like, yeah, let's do it, let's go. Um, but then like my issue is that when I like we all have jobs. Oh, jobs yeah, to yeah, get yeah, us yeah. going and mine is just mentally like it's it's a career you know yeah and it's one of those things like if i wanted to build here i can mm-hmm. i don't want to yeah and it's and it's overtly hard because i i'm beginning to think that like in order to succeed you must then struggle mm Mm-hmm. Like the like, I do yeah. think there's some reality to that. Where yeah, like if, if for me, like if I wanted to act and be in films and be in Hollywood, then that's what it's gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to go and act and be in Hollywood. Like that was my frame of mind for myself for a long time, and I was okay with it. Like I for a long time, I was like, yep, I am. Like, this is the part of the struggle where I'm learning. Like, I'm yeah. learning how to yeah. act and become myself and do all these things. And now I'm getting to the part where I'm like, okay, I, I have my foundation. I I need to start really busting it out and, and really pumping out projects, uh, like making my own things, like going and, and doing the stand-up and stuff. So we, me and Sierra, we built a goals that we want to reach um like sub goals under that to help reach those goals and then weekly goals and honestly one of them one of the big goals is to be a superhero in a franchise do it king and that's you would kill plastic man it's gonna happen (laughs) and you know and you know the dceu is getting rebooted so there's plenty available to you now right so it's there's your Nightwing right here. It's super like I'm super ready for that to happen, and yeah. if it has to, you know, be uh, way later on down the road, and I'm older, and you know, whatever, that's fine. But I know it's gonna happen. It's just all a matter mm. of when. So, but in order for that to happen and me to get to that place, I'm gonna have to go through and do these weekly goals, these yeah. you know, sub goals to get to those bigger goals, and I just I can't let the job that I'm at dictate me being a little wimp about it when I get home. <laughs> yeah. Just to be like, well, I don't want to, I'm going to, I'm going to cook dinner and then, and then sit on the couch and be on my phone. Like, I think that was even a wise decision for us to do uh podcasts on Sundays now. Yeah. Um, when that's, this is like our designated recording time. Yeah. So that we can get in, get out yeah. and we're refreshed. We, we've had a weekend, and then the weeks ahead of us. Right. 
because I mean, obviously that won't always happen. And I'm sure there's probably going to be like a few weeks where we have to do it early or later or whatever, right. because even once we finally shoot for the road goes on forever, we're going to shoot around that because we're shooting on Saturday, Sunday. Right. So it'll be weird for that, but yeah. it is what it is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to take with me some dedication, some actual grit, uh, and I want to just leave behind some pra- procrastination because that's just, that's my biggest thing. Frick yeah, man. Yeah. That's word. Yeah. I guess that, yeah, my last story was to take it and leave it, bro. Because, like, yeah, I'm leaving behind a lot of past hurt and past hurt, past hurt. And then I'm, I'm taking, like, a new, like, new lease on a relationship, man. Because that yeah. doesn't really happen much. But it's, like, um, you know, people that hurt me are still people. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not innocent, you know. And I've hurt people. And that sucks, but, like, I think restoration is still possible. So I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, who do I need to apologize to, bro? Right. Because they exist. Yeah. I got to figure that out so I can I, – I just want to be in right standing with people, you know? Yeah. And just be, like, I don't know, if I ever hurt anybody. Right. To be able to, to, to pay that back, to be able to be, like, hey, I'm sorry. That's not what I wanted. That's not who I want to be either, yeah. it, you know? small things like that so it's like i don't know it's like one person who was nervous about apologizing to me and let that kind of guilt eat her up for a long time mm-hmm. has not only like helped me let go of a lot of past hurt but has also changed me as a person because i want that peace that i got to experience to give to other people right like, that's so cool yeah um but yeah but that's it that's the podcast that's the that cast. got real as f- that got real it did Oh my god! Okay, so guys, if you enjoyed listening, <laughs> feels weird to shill after all of that. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you would like to uh, rate us five stars, like five of them, all, all, all of them, all the bro, things, uh, give us a review. It helps people get like see the podcast and yeah. get it on their feed, my guy. That's right. Follow us on whatever podcast app you listen to, or or if you're on YouTube, give us a subscribe. Yeah. All of that jazz, man. Like Thank you guys scribbles. so much for listening. We'll be back in the next episode. If you want to follow any of us, check the description. Yeah. It's, it's not there. that hard, bro. It's, you it's got right it. There. You got it. And, you Just know, we show post more. some interesting things. We do. Chase doesn't post. I don't. Um, like, ever. I like uh, it. He'll share a... I'll share a story or two. Yeah, if he's tagged in a story. That's true. That's really it. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Yeah, if you want me to post it, just tag me in a story. And then there you go. That's it. It could be irreprehensible. It can, he'll, but he'll I'll, still, post it. I'll still do it. He'll do it. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Or, well, I guess not watching. I mean, maybe you're... I'm not going to do that another bit. I'm not I'm looking feeling, at the I'm comedied out. Yeah, bro. that's good. Um, that's good. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next episode. All right.